until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm gonna show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. Okay, hey everybody, welcome. It's Andrew Houston here from uh, Profit Contractors. Welcome to another No Bullshit Podcast for all you contractors out there trying to improve your business, you know, get your business to pay for your freedom, right? Make more profits so you can do things you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it. And we are here with Randy, my man, and uh, I'll get Randy to introduce himself. And I'm here with this other gentleman, I don't even know who this guy is, uh, my son, Mikey. And we're going to get into some of these key principles that have really had a big impact on your business, Randy. Yeah. And also how these principles are directly related to not just business, but just life in general, right? Yep. Okay, cool. All right, so Randy, re- introduce yourself, dude. Tell us a little bit uh, about you. Randy Kemp, Kemp Mechanical, small plumbing company just north of Kingston. Uh, three guys on staff right now. Just... Uh, just trying to do what we do. Exactly, dude. Well. Exactly. Well, and better and better, right? Better and better, yeah. So, um, Mikey, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Michael. I'm in the 11th grade. Yep. And I am the son yeah. of Andrew Houston. There you go. Nice. I love it. This is the first podcast that I've had you on, right? Yeah. Cool. So let's get into some of these things. And, uh, and again, guys, when I say it's no bullshit podcast... This isn't scripted. We got some stuff I'm looking up on the screen. Just to keep some, you know, guidance too. And uh, we're gonna go through these things just one at a time. I think one of the biggest things I, I want to touch on in this particular podcast with you, Randy, is is about team. Yeah. Okay. It's um, a big part of it. Yeah. Why? Especially it, if you're a tradesman. Well, if you're a tradesman that's trying to get off the tools, yeah. which was my main focus. Yeah. I wanted off the tools. I wanted to focus on on being the CEO and running the company. Your guys have to want to make you money. I love it. You're putting all of your income on their back and they have to want to do it, right? And if you can't inspire them to go to work every day and make you money, then what do you got? Yeah, that's cool. You're screwed. I didn't know you were going to say that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and it's funny you brought that up. Uh, Mikey, I don't even know. I was gonna... thinking that, that we were just talking that in the car. Yes, dude. Yeah. No, I'm serious. So literally, what we were talking about, we were talking about coaching, talking about... Uh, yeah, so basically... Not just for if you own a business, but this especially with help if you own a business, but your employees, they got to believe in what you believe in and believe in the goals that you want to achieve or else they're going to work harder, not just for the money, but for because they actually want to do it. They believe because they believe they in it. Yeah. And enjoy, enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. Did you see that when I was coaching your hockey, uh, you know, coaching the team? Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Tell us sure. a little bit about that. Um, so you coached my team for long time, a long time. <laughs> yeah. And my sister's team, Maddie, yep. 
uh, soccer team, and uh, you, some of your core principles basically were respect each other, uh, work as a team, make sure everybody's involved and everybody's opinion is feels like they're valid. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Ooh, practice. Practice, yeah. Practice is really important. And also just showing up for practice. Not just only going for the games because that's like... Blah, that would relate to like business as in showing up for practices would be like... Showing up for only the games would be like showing up for only the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because they want it and that oh. they want to get better and they enjoy right. playing it. Wow, dude, that's pretty cool stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know you were going to say that. That's good. <laughs> so... I mean, Randy, like, what, what, what Mikey said resonates with you and your business and, and even well, with you at home and family. How is this principle of, like, working as a team, you know, uh, making sure that, you know, and practice too, right? Like, yeah. we, we talk about work. We never talked on this podcast about practice. Like, people think that your team is just supposed to fucking know what they're, what they're supposed to do, right? Like, yeah. oh, okay, go and do this, go and do that. Well, do they have they been trained? Yeah. Do they know how to deal with it? You know, there, there's definitely learning processes, and and the big thing with me is I'm always on the other end of the phone. So if you don't know, call me and ask me. And no question's a stupid question. Call and ask before you do something stupid, right? And and cause a bigger problem, right? If you're unsure, both my guys are pretty knowledgeable and yeah. and good, so I don't really have that issue very much, but. Very much. But Very much. Thing. But nobody knows everything, right? Nobody knows everything. But it only takes one or two yeah. mistakes. But I got a call in the car on the way up here, and they're like, yeah, didn't realize we were going to run into this today. How do you want us to handle it? Right. It, it was a 15-second phone call, and there's no surprises. Beautiful. Right. Okay. I love it. So, you know, Michael, you talked about a couple of things there. You talked about, you know, practice is important. Um, you know, you talked about having the right mindset. It's not just about money. It's about, you know, other things like helping the clients. Yeah. Right, right, and and all, and I think one of the other things that really resonated again, I'm just putting it into my own words. Let me know if I misinterpreted it. Right. Is you have to lead your team, and one of the ways of leadership is getting them to buy into your vision mm-hmm. of what it is you're trying to do. Right. One of the things you talked about was making sure the team has the mindset that you know they have to make money when they're doing a job, not lose money. Yeah. Right? It sounds like a simple thing, but I mean. I mean, how many business owners don't share the information that go, you're not, you're, you know, you're, I know you're trying really hard, but, but you need to do things differently because you're not efficient or you're yeah. not, right? I, I never did before this year. I didn't, wouldn't share what a job was worth or what the profit ratio is. Well, one, because I didn't know. Yep. So I couldn't share what I wasn't, wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the job board hanging in the shop, right? These are the jobs. These are the values of them. This is where we stand. And this is how much money I think it should cost us to do them. Right. And my, my lead hand, Josh, who you met at the Christmas, he came with me to Christmas last year, um, said, geez, I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't, I, I don't know if the employees need to know how much money we're making. And I'm like, well, how are they going to know if the job's not going well if they don't know where we stand, right? Yeah. In money, in time, in, money, in material, in time and everything. But you're on track, off yeah. track, off, right? Ahead of schedule, whatever, right? Yeah. Like seriously. If they're not the type of people that we don't want to share where we are financially, then they're not the type of people we want working for us anyway. So it doesn't matter. I love it. And mm-hmm. if they show us that to us early on, then we can weed them out, get rid of them, and move move past it. But 
Interesting. Mikey, do you see that at all being a principle, you know, as far as sharing information on, on the personal front? Even with uh, people that you hang with or, again, I don't know if that resonates with you. Yeah, for sure, because uh, maybe just like with friends, if yeah. you don't share with them what's going on all the time, I mean, like, you don't have to share every single detail, but if you share with them what's going on and how things are going, then if they feel like there's a problem or something with you, they know how to solve it or they know what the problem is. Mm. And I guess um, maybe relating that to business, an example of that would be uh, well, I think if your team's not communicating to you that, that you know they've got an issue, if they don't feel yeah. comfortable with talking with you, including friends and family and spouses and all the rest of that, if you don't open the lines of communication, starting with yourself, yeah, then when somebody is in need of help or support, they don't feel like they can come to you. And they feel they, they you know, and that's not going to help anybody, no. right? A good leader has to be approachable, right? To exactly, right? Exactly. And that was one of the first things I said about Liam when I signed on with him. He was totally approachable. Yeah. It was like it, you felt like you could just sit down and open your heart to him if that's what you needed to do, right? That's right. Um, and he portrays that within the first fifteen seconds of me talking to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you need to be approachable to help your friends, your family, your staff, whoever it is. Mm -hmm. It starts with the leader. It's And, and you're not going to be a good boss if you're not a good leader. Mm -hmm. And that concept, though, right? Yeah. Not that, we don't need to go too crazy deep, but in marriage, right? If if you don't lead with communicating, how can you expect, you, you know, is it fair to expect that somebody else is going to be totally open and communicating to you? If you're not willing yes. to do it yourself? No, it's not. This, right? And this, this coming from an old school hard ass that likes to lock his emotions down and not share anything when he right. gets pissed off, right? So Totally, right? Like yeah, you, we you're have talking, those conversations regularly. Right, you're talking about yeah. your son, right? And sad to hear, yeah. and, and Mikey and I and the family put down Mitzi. Mitzi. Yeah. Uh, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. It's really tough. Oh, it's a bastard go. It is. Okay, but guess what? Instead of, you know, God loved my father. Yeah. My dad was, uh, you just don't talk about that. We move on to the next dog. Well, or the next whatever, right? That was sort of my approach. I'm like, well, we'll just wait till the kids are all done to school. I'll take them to the vet. We'll look after it. It'll all be done. We'll just say it wasn't a good day and, and move past it, right? My wife was the one that stepped up and said, no, we don't deal with our emotions like that. We're going to address it. We're going to have a conversation about it. We're going to say bye to the dog and we'll all deal with it together as opposed to us going and hiding in our room and, and avoiding our emotions. Did we do that? My way was easier. Hide in our room? No. <laughs> no, we didn't hide in our room. I'm just saying, did we, did we take the time? Yeah, for sure. And then we spent the the whole night together. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like, we usually don't spend it all together because Amanda would be like that or friends or something. Well, you like, guys are Everybody's teenagers. got stuff to do. Yeah. 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 But we for all sure. spent it together. Yep, totally. So, um, I love it. These are, these are communication. These are, again, pr these are principles that apply all to the business the and all the, way, yeah. all, the way, all the way across the board. So, um, so... You talked about them playing a big role. Um, you know, how did you discover that the, the the employee in the first? So, what's this question? I, I just I just got a new employee. Okay. Uh, middle of September. Yeah. And, and I got him because he was severely underappreciated where he was, and I went through all the coaching and 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 wrote the job ad and worded it specifically to him. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know it was to him at that time, but he was the guy I was looking for. Mm -hmm. um, great employee. Super enthusiastic, super focused, was basically told he had reached the plateau in the company he was going at. 
He wasn't going any further. They're not going to let him do any of the training programs. Or he was working for a dad and son shop, and son was doing everything, and he was just mm. making the money and and no advancement, right? And he just felt underappreciated to the point where he answered my job ad and said, "I'm working right now, but I'd like a better job." Interesting. Eh? Yeah. I mean, you know, I talk about this all the time. Um, which is that there's plenty of Class A employees out there. Ton. We yeah. talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, before coming to Prof for Contractors, I don't know if you thought that, right? No, I didn't. Right. And, 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 and before coming to Prof for, Con- for Contractors, my hiring process would have hired probably the first or second guy that came through the door as opposed to waiting till the sixth guy totally. that came through the door. So everybody listening in on this... Um, it's funny, I want to get your opinion on this, Mikey, because you're taking, you're doing a little bit of marketing. In, marketing and leadership. Yeah, marketing and leadership in, in, in school. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that, you know, everybody needs to be clear about is ask yourself this question. And we touched on it, Randy, a bit on the previous podcast, but I'll just touch on it again. If you're, if you're listening on this podcast and you're, Sitting there going, you're full of shit, Andrew. What do you mean? There's tons of fucking A-grade people out there. You mean like, you know, people, you know, sweep the floors and stuff. No, I'll be really specific. There's tons of qualified A-grade tradespeople out there that are just sitting waiting to work for you. Okay? Yeah. Now, and why do I say that? Because here's the question. Ask yourself, Mr. Tradesperson listening in, Mr. Owner. How many contractors do you know that are also in chaos like you? I bet you the answer is most of them, if not all of them. Now ask yourself this next question. How many people want to work in a chaotic environment? Oh, I'd have to say nobody. Yeah. Right? So there's a lot of people out there. If you you even typed in, I I did this one time. I said, this one guy said to me, uh, I I was doing a speaking gig, and he goes, Dude, what are you talking about? You're full of shit. I said, oh, I am. Okay. Right. Uh, where are you located? He goes, what do you mean where am I located? I, I'm here based out of Mississauga. Mississauga. Okay. No problem. What kind of trades person are you? He said, What's it? Where's, this got it? where's this going? I said, listen, you can't throw that at me, buddy, yeah. without me giving an opportunity to counter your freaking challenge. He's like, okay, fair enough. Mississauga? Yep. Just a second. Pull up on the screen. What are you doing? Well, just let's see where we go. Mississauga. Yep. What kind of trade area? Electrical. What kind of, like, electrical? We just do houses. And you're looking for how many electricians? I need, like, five more electricians. Perfect. Mississauga. Residential. Electrical. Oh, that's interesting. There's a 5,000 electrical contractors in your area. Yeah. Wait a second. Electrical contractors. That's companies. Yeah. How many people work for them? <laughs> right, exactly. So you think about it, right? If you've yeah. got two people working for each of these people, that's over 10,000. Yeah. And you're looking for how many? Five. He's just five. Do you think there's five unhappy grade A electricians out of that? And I'll tell you, dude, you might not want to answer what you want to answer. Yeah. Answer, he's like, actually, I never thought of it that way. I go, dude, most of these companies are just gong shows. Yeah. And these guys are looking. I mean, why did you know, I look at the, all these owners? Why did you quit? I, I, I quit my job, okay, and the jobs that I worked for. Why did I quit those jobs? I quit like five contracting companies. Why? They didn't respect the employees. Yeah. They didn't communicate. 
right? They freaking completely disorganized. And trust me, A players hate being disorganized. Yes. A players hate the fucking D players be yeah. giving, get, being getting all the freaking attention. And the A players going, dude, I just, like, I'm a rock star here and you don't even talk to me. Well, yeah, because I don't have time because I'm talking to all the freaking yeah. idiots. It's like, what? Right? All the monkeys, right? If I want to piss my staff off, all I have to do is send them to a job site that's not ready for them yet. And it's got nothing to do with them, but if they drive half an hour to get to the job site and they walk in the door and they can only do 50% of the work because it's not ready for them, it just frustrates the heck out of them. Because they are A players and A players, A players are, a players players are not there to, to, to get a paycheck and stand around. Yeah. They want to go, get the right. job done, get out, and be finished with it. Yeah. So if you're disorganized and you're sending your guys to job sites yeah. and there's guys not complaining and they're just standing around, they're okay with that, you got D players. You got the wrong guys. Because they're expecting more out of you, right? Okay, yeah. so a couple last little things here. Like, why do you think it's so important to, to know these things about, about the employees, about, about the hiring process? Like, why is this hiring process, we can touch on that quickly, why is it so important? Well, it's like your clients. You need to know how to weed out the D players, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you need to know what kind of person you want to represent your company mm -hmm. and, and what kind of person you can inspire to be better for your company. And not everybody fits that mold. Um, so, you know, having a process, um, I, I got the list of, of uh, hiring questions off the toolbox, right? Yeah. Yeah. And modified them a little bit. Yeah. And I'm looking at them and my wife's like, just try it. You've never done it before, just try it. How bad could it go? And I did it for 10 interviews. And it was black and white, the guys that mm. were were good to be there and the ones that weren't. What do you guys say to that, Mikey? I, I don't know, I think that's really good. It's super clear to see who's good and who's not good. And you don't have to spend all this time, like waste all this time like maybe hiring the wrong person yeah. or like later on that day sifting through again to try to find who's better and who's worse. So let's put it to the test, mm -hmm. okay? Let's put this, yeah. getting the right person to the test. So you work for, you don't have to say the name of the company, but you work for? A grocery store. A grocery store. Yeah. And when you first got hired, how important, like, how, what was that process and how important was it that there was structure to it? Like the hiring process? Yeah, like you, I remember you getting started and you're like, hey, Andrew, or it's not, hey, <laughs> hey, dad, hey, dad. Yeah, I go, Mikey, what are you doing? Dad, you won't believe this. I'm getting paid for get to get trained. Yeah, remember paid that? just to get trained. Yeah. 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 So what were they, they, did they have a, uh, did they have like a, a training process for you? Yeah, they had a process and... They had people there to help me, and that would actually answer my questions and not be like, if I asked a question, they would be like, oh, well, I guess they'd be like, they want me to learn so that I can be better and help the company even more. They don't want somebody who doesn't want to work there, who isn't good at their job. I follow their procedures. If you don't care enough to follow the procedures, then you don't care enough to do the job properly, right? Totally. So if you got these two guys, and we got this proper contractor's application for them, and you got two people that are not willing to fill out an application form. Randy, how good do you think they're going to be in filling out your forms on the job sites? If they're not going to do it to get the job, they're not going to do it to keep it. Okay. So, Michael, right? And you were willing to do it, true? Yeah, I stayed late, like, 40 minutes. Like, my first month or so, I finished late. Like every day I finished late and I'm like, 
I, like, I'm not gonna keep finishing late, I'm gonna keep working harder and harder and harder until I finish on time. And now I finish like an hour early and I have time to do extra stuff at work. This is crazy. Okay. So the, this comes back, everybody listening in, this comes back to communicating to your team. It sounds like we were jumping around a bit. We are, because we're talking about like leading an A team. Yeah. Right? And those principles, how they apply to life and how, right? And I'm going to keep dialing in on you on this. But you think about this for a second. He had a target. That's like finishing a job. Here's yeah. how much time you have. Yeah. Right? Now, an A player, and again, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit biased. Okay? Um, <laughs> yes, because you're my son. Probably. Okay? But he, Mikey also knows I wouldn't have him sitting here if I didn't think he was an A player. Yeah. No. He knows that through my coaching and all the rest of that stuff, right? Yep. Otherwise, you get benched. That's what happens, okay? Until you're ready to step up or, or step out, right? Yep. So you strive to beat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I remember when I beat it. It was yes. awesome. I was like, I like ran to the car and I was like, Dad, I finished 10 minutes early. It was crazy. Yeah. You're like, nice. Yeah, Do you so get that with your team? When they get a job yeah. done sooner, or they yeah. get it done like it goes super well, do they go, yeah. okay, what's the next job? Or no, no. Sure, sure. how do no, they respond? Done. Yeah, they, we meet every morning in the shop at 7.30, and you can tell how the previous day went by the smiles and the banter in the shop, right? So You're creating that culture, though, right? Yeah. That's a culture of winners. Yeah. Right? People that literally want to win. They literally not, care. Yes. Li- and they want to care. Yes. They want to actually care about their job. Nobody wants to yeah. be indifferent about mm-hmm. their job. I love it. Okay. So going back to you, Randy, yeah. right? You, you put an ad out. You, you, you got this guy from, uh, uh, from, from, another, a, from company. another company yeah. where he was already working. He yeah. wasn't laid off. He no. wasn't like, hey, man, I got no, nothing I waited a month do. for him so he could give him enough notice See, to leave. Beautiful, right? You yeah. went through a hiring process. You had him fill it out. There's a whole bunch of different steps. For, yeah. From the ad, right, which you yeah. completely changed. I remember seeing some of the ads that people yeah. put. It's like... Everybody listening in, go to the ad that you put out there or go open up the newspaper or whatever, go online. Look at all the ads of other trades companies that are looking for people and be honest with yourself. How many of them are just talking about what the business owner wants? Yeah. Or how many of them are actually talking about the needs of the employee? Yeah. Guys, this is gold. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you can start talking about the needs of the employee, like what wasn't he getting, Randy? He wasn't getting, he wasn't getting anything that was challenging him mentally for mm-hmm. one. So he wasn't getting job training mm-hmm. or recertification mm-hmm. or any of that. And he's just the type of guy that he's, he's seeking knowledge all the time, right? That's what he wants. So that was the biggest thing. The other thing was he was just getting all the shit jobs that the dad and the son didn't want to do, right? And, and he was told regularly that that was his ceiling. Okay, everybody listening in. Um, I'm going to give you some real-time tips right here. First ad goes something like this. We only got just a couple of pieces here. Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole world behind this, but I'm just going to yeah. get a couple pieces. I'm going to wing it, okay? First ad goes something like this. Um, plumbing contractor, looking for a licensed plumber. Need him to work weekends. Work overtime. Uh, need, need, need. This skill, that skill, the other yeah. skill. Uh, and really hard worker and ready to start right away. Yeah. There you go. There's the ad. Ad number two. If you're a licensed plumber and the place that you're working at is limiting your growth, doesn't offer up training. Doesn't respect your time. Doesn't respect your time. Give me another one. Um, 
I don't know, hard to get holidays. I mean, any any of my employers I worked for when I was getting my apprenticeship, you could never book a week's holidays. You always got two weeks' holidays per- a year, but you just got two weeks' pay at the end of the Perfect. year. You couldn't take a week yep. off. Perfect. You're yeah. too busy. You can't yeah. We support off. family yeah. time. We support and ho- family time. And we holiday encourage time. you to take your holiday right. time. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, are, you're ti- sick and tired of getting all the shit jobs that yeah. aren't challenging. Dirty yeah. Harry. Huh? Dirty Harry. What do you mean, Dirty Harry? That was his job, you know, Dirty Harry? Yeah. Like, uh... Clean Eastwood, yeah, dirty hair, yeah. He always got all the crap jobs. Dude, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. He he even says it. He's like, so why do they call you dirty hair? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And then later on, when they come back to friends, he's like, they call me dirty hair because I got all the crap jobs. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Oh my god! And I've seen that movie about a hundred times. I know. (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks, Mikey, for that insight. Oh my god. Okay, so imagine going back to that ad. Imagine your what's the name of the guy that you hired? Fred. Okay. I asked Fred specifically, "Why are you here today?" He's like, "Your job ad in- intrigued me." Beautiful. I, I was wondering whether it was, there was actually a company out there that wanted to run this way. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, you know, Mikey, coming back to you know, so now you you hire him. You, know, you got a process, right? Now, next couple of questions. And have we have I asked you these questions already? Well, I know what you're gonna say. Well, that's right. Okay, good. So this is not this is not pre-scripted. Okay, so is there a lot of people at that grocery store that you know? Yes, and you have not asked me that question yet. Interesting. Do your friends talk about like? You, were there friends of yours that were working there that actually promoted saying yeah, saying you should come and work here? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hmm. What does that? What is what Mikey said? Randy have anything to do with a business? Because if a Class A player is happy and you're looking for help, he's going to be running around going, you know what? This is the company to work for. Guys, they this, treat me well. Yes. They get my paid holidays every year. They're totally. not flogging us like a dead horse trying to squeeze 60, 70 hours a week out of us. Go home at 4.30 every day. Go see your kids. Have a life. Have a life. Yes. You're just here to make your paycheck so that you can go home and enjoy right. your life. Right. Yeah. I love it. Good? Yeah. And the yeah. people he's telling us are probably going to be other A-class players. They're going to be other A-class totally. players. Right? Now, why? Well, let's see. Just don't, hold off. Let's see. Why would you not recommend this to somebody that you know that you wouldn't think would treat things yeah, the way that you... Because um, you don't want to work with... Well, I, not losers. I wouldn't say losers, but... We call them D-class players. D-class yeah. players, yeah. yeah. People, you wouldn't want to work with D-class players. You want to work with better people so you can improve the company and grow it because that's what A-class players want to do. They want to grow and... Mm-hmm. Works more fun when you're working with other people that are as capable as you are. Totally. For sure. Now, in, in to a certain degree, is that not... It sounds like... And again, I might be trying to put... It might sound like I'm putting words in your mouth, but it's the reality is that you're actually protecting yourself, but you're also protecting the company. Is the it company, true? company, yeah. And also, the more that the company grows, you're probably going to get paid more, even though that's not the only thing mm-hmm. that you care about. And, and you know the owner, right? Oh, of the store? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do know the owner. Mm-hmm. Do I know the owner? You do know the owner. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Small world, eh? Yeah. So whether it's your kids getting jobs, whether it's where your kids work, right? And if yeah. you got kids and they're not happy where they work, ask yourself the question, why yeah. are they not happy? Because it's disorganized, because they don't know their schedule, because, of, right? True. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Well, not for me, but yes. No, sure. well, not for you. Not for the company you're working for. No. Okay. Yep. All right. Now, were you were you pretty excited today? What would you say? Today is what? Today is what, Dad? Oh, payday. Oh, I like to see the eyes, right? Yeah. It's payday. Yeah. Right. Why does that excite you? Because I have a goal in mind. I know what I want. Mm, Interesting. Let's talk about goals. Tell us. Give the the update. Give the lowdown. Goals, probably like one of the greatest motivators besides fear, even though that isn't a good motivator. But I'd say goals are probably one of the greatest motivators to keep you going and keep working towards something and keep working with that same thing over and over again because you know what you want mm-hmm. and you know that that will help you get your goal so so how do you feel when you achieve your goal mm-hmm. good but also i want another goal after that well yeah <laughs> yeah see it's interesting right randy's like oh yeah like and you're like talk, you're talking like yeah you know i want another goal after that everybody listening in you're an owner of, of your company how clear are you in your goals pretty clear now mm-hmm not so much so 14 months ago. Totally. Right? And how many yeah. people listening in do you think, Randy, honestly, have clarity of their own goals? No. Or they're running around so hard, they don't, I don't have time to set goals. All depends. Are they members of PFC yeah, or are so they just go. listening from the outside? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, Mikey, on your end, right? And you share whatever you want or whatever you don't want, okay? But have you been putting money in the bank? Yes. Okay. And keeping it. Yeah, w- why? Because I have a goal. I know what I want. Yeah, well, tell us, what's the goal, dude? What's, what's uh, up? I want to... What are you buying me? Buy you? No. Um, I want to be able to buy a car. Like, maybe my... No, I, wanna, I wouldn't say my dream car, but like a really nice car that I want. Like, tell us, what's it look like? Uh, 1984 Monte Carlo. I that's said. interesting. Yeah. Hmm, that sounds pretty specific to me. Yeah. 1984 Monte Carlo SS. Black. Hmm. Black, yeah, black and with the red stripe. My mother Stop, drove yeah. that car for eight years. Really? That was my mother's ride for eight years. That's so cool. My mother loves cars. That's awesome. But yeah, she drove a 84 black Monte Carlo SS that, with that the red stripe. pretty good, man. Yeah, slick it's car. Sick. Super cool. Yeah. Such a cool car. Okay, so Randy. Yeah. How important is it? Like Mikey's describing, I have no idea what he's, right? I mean, I do know what. Yeah. I do know I what is. All the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. When you also know somebody, right? Isn't it funny you know somebody that has that car, right? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. There you go. So, how important is it to set goals and to put some form of visual, like, how specific was that? Very. I mean, how do you feel when you achieve something? When Mm -hmm. you achieve something that you're working really hard, how are you going to feel the day you, you start that car? Right? Really? When you finally find your car, you climb into the driver's seat and you turn that key, how are you going to feel? Awesome. Right? Exactly. You see it in his face. And, and how do you feel awesome about anything if you're not achieving anything? Totally. Okay. Right? Now, so many people have lofty goals, right? Yeah. I want to improve my profits. Really? Yeah. I want to increase my sales. So do you want to go from $5 a year to $10 a year? You've doubled your profits. <laughs> see? Exactly. A perfect example, yeah. right? Yeah. Look, there's, there's there the money. There you go. Yeah. There's the ride. Wrong color, but Wrong yeah. Wrong color, but still. Yeah. Dude, that, really good. dude, that is a sweet that, car. That was my mom's car. Oh, my God. That car. I she never let me car. drive it. <laughs> so we're gonna, you're going to have to get that car, right? Oh, that's so cool. I love the Goodyear tires. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's more dude, like Dude, look at that car. No parking, right? 
If that's no. not an incentive to do a good job at work and get your paycheck, I don't know what is. The crawling See, this is it though, right? Yeah. Like for for somebody else that might be like, why would you do that? It's okay. So guys, like Randy, is it important that your team has goals? Yes. Personal and work related. Right. Right. We talked about that. So guys, if you're listening in and we're talking about team and, you know, building this A team, getting the most out of your team, you know, yada, yada, yada. The, the reality is that, and this is my personal opinion, business and personal go hand in hand. A lot of people in these self-education books and stuff, again, the guy, people that write them, you know, I, I'm believing that they're good people. I, I, I give the benefit of the doubt. I think there's more good people than bad people. Yeah. Um, but there's certain things that I would say I disagree or don't fully support. A lot of people say you got to keep business separate and you got to keep personal separate. I completely, 100% disagree with that. Yeah. Hopefully by now listening in, everybody, you can see that the principles that I teach to the champion CEO people and the family members like Randy are the same principles that I've been teaching my son. Yeah. Would you agree? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because they go hand in hand, shouldn't they? Probably be a pretty good idea for a CEO to know what his employees' goals are. Bingo. I was just thinking that. Personal and work-related. Talk about it. Right. Well, I was thinking, like, maybe find out what their goals are, and then I was like, just for example of mine, like, without him even, like, knowing, post up a picture of a Monte Carlo, and then he comes in the next day, and he's like, hey, Monte Carlo. And then mm -hmm. every day at work, he looks at it, and Isn't he's that like... Josh has is in, his, in his office? That, if we go to one of my employees' offices, there's not something called a vision board, is there? Yeah. Well, yeah, there is. Yeah. And what's on that? Things that goals. He, goals, things for him and his girlfriend, things for him personally, things for him physically, things for him just, you know, wh whatever, family, like what why wouldn't I call that a vision board? Okay? Otherwise known as a dream board. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you ever done dream board? Yeah. Okay. Like <clears throat> Now, you think about the importance of so what would you say to an employee uh, to an owner listening in if they're like, "I don't I'm not comfortable. I don't. I don't know if I should really sit down, and find out what my employees want to achieve personally. It's a little bit weird. I'm just going to keep it strictly business. Okay. So why would your employee care about what you want to achieve personally? Yeah. Why would they? Why would they care? Why would they care about your goals and what you want to do with your company if you don't give a shit about theirs? Isn't that, isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, That's Mike? It's a good point. Yeah. And also them knowing like say you're the boss you knowing that about their goals and you supporting it makes them feel like they can trust you and they come to you with more things and mm -hmm. maybe even just like if something goes bad on a job site or whatever they tell you like they don't try to hide it or anything because they trust you and they know that you want what's best for them and you'll help them instead. interesting eh yeah yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's funny and look at, I'm no, I'm no perfect specimen here. Okay. I dropped the ball. I screw up. Okay. But you, you, you've got to try and live. This is, these are principles. These are the life principles you have to try and live by. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you, I don't need to bring up the person's name because I'm going to, what I'm going to say, I just bought somebody a baby crib. Now, why would I go and buy a baby crib for somebody? That's one of my employees. And you know who you are listening in. And congrats, I think it's awesome and amazing. Could it have something to do with them having a baby? Yeah, you think, right? Yeah. But why would I go do that? Some people are like, no, no, what, that's crazy. Andrew, you're, you're crossing the line. I'm not, I'm not fucking crossing the line at all. Yeah. This, this is one line. Yeah. It's called culture, okay? 
I care about my team. Literally care about it. We have one team member that went through a terrible time of cancer. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right? And I will do everything to support that person. Okay? And this person, you know, missed lots of work and had to do a lot of reschedule and stuff. Yeah, we'll fucking deal with it. Guess what? Hey, team. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the team. Suck up. it up. Yeah. And, up. and you know what? I didn't even have to say that to them. Yeah. They're already initiating conversations that take over. Like, don't you want that for yourself if you're an owner? Yeah. That's what you want out of your team. Well, then you need to bring, we need to bring that to our team. Yes. Right? Same as, right? Is there things that, which I do love doing now, but is there things that I've had to do and your mom's had to do that we didn't really want to do? How about shooting the guns? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I didn't really want to do that. Oh, yeah. You never wanted to shoot guns, but... It took you three months to... Yeah, you believed you supported me in shooting guns, so you even went with me and got a license and... Everything and now that's all you do. I mean, you're dressed. <laughs> well, it's not all you do. I mean, you work a bit. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Nice. Okay, cut. No. Yeah. No, it's true though, right? But the, hasn't this become one of the most important things? You and yeah. I stopped. You stopped playing hockey, right? Manny stopped the soccer, so I stopped the coaching. And then there wasn't anything. Nothing that you're doing together anymore. And then now he brought me into... Shooting, yep. going skeet, uh, skeet shooting. I've never yeah. skeet shooting my fucking level. What the fuck? It's a lot of fun though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But I mean, how would you know what you love if you don't try things, right? Mm -hmm. And now we get into hunting, and it's less about shooting something. It's just doing and being in the wilderness. Is this true? For sure, for sure. Even if we don't see anything, I just like kind of hanging out in the blind. Like right, yeah. right. Yeah. So come back to the team. Yes. The team comes to you with ideas. They want to do something different. Yeah. Right? How important is it, Randy, that we open up the doors to their ideas? Massively. Tell me about it. Well, for one, they're the guys in the field all day long that are dealing with the stuff, mm. right? So they're going to come up with the ideas before I am. And I don't implement any ideas before I run it by them. Wow. I normally start my mornings with, okay, how much of a pain in the ass would it be if I decided to start doing this? And 95% of the time, they're like, nope, that sounds good. Yeah, makes sense to us. Do it. And then every once in a while, they think of something I don't. Go, no, that would be a huge pain in the butt because of this. Don't do that. It's going to cause this, and it's going to cause us a problem. Interesting. And it baffled my wife at first. We've got a, a project Monday, Tuesday this week that we've got to do two long days. And I know going into it, we're going to need to do two 12-hour days because I've got three hours of drive time, an hour and a half each way to get there and, and back. So I went to them on Wednesday morning when I found out about it and said, I need a favor from you guys. And my wife's like, well, why wouldn't you just go tell them that that's what's going on for the day? And I'm like, because it's easier to ask them for a favor or help than it is to just dictate to them. So I'm like, this is the situation. The company could use the money. We're a little slow. We got to drive for the work. It's going to mean two 12-hour days, but I'd really appreciate it if you guys could do this for me. What was the response? Unanimous, yes. We're going to have to juggle some things at home because we're going to be late Tuesday night. And I usually pick up my daughter so that my wife can go to dance class with the other daughter. But we'll sort that all out. We've got five days to deal with it. Dude. Thank you very much for asking. As opposed to springing it on us when we show up for work Monday morning. So, you know, guys, listening in, right? All you owners. Do, how many employees do you have where you have that? First of all, do you have that kind of relationship? Is it, I, I could have said, first of all, where your employees would respond that way. Yeah. But I didn't say that first because it actually starts with your relationship. Yes. To be able to ask that question, to be able to get through that kind of response. Right? Yeah. Okay. 
And can it be built? Or is it just like, oh, it just, it's there. Like, did you have to work on that? It has to be built. And it has to be built by you. You can't dictate it. You, you can't demand respect. I think that's what a lot of people think. You, you only get respect by giving right. respect. Right. And, and you can't dictate everything. You have to include the people that, well, like I said before, they're the ones that I want to, they're carrying all the income for the company. Mm -hmm. So if they decide that they're not into it, I'm up shit creek. Totally. I got no paycheck. Totally. Right? Totally. I love so it. So I can't dictate to them. You know, um, sort of like start wrapping this up in the next few minutes. I, I want to say this is, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting how many, oh, I'm, I'll throw it to you, Randy. I mean, why do you think most business owners in the trades are dictators? Like they expect these people to respond a certain way. Because we come through an apprenticeship program that dictates to us. Bingo. It's the way we're trained. It's the way it was when we... Our, our generation yeah. of training yeah. was like, you suck it up and yeah. you go home. Shut up and do as you're told. Absolutely. So everybody listening, yeah. which segues me into this guy over here, which is not even a millennial. millennial doesn't you know? work with the new generation. That's right. It doesn't, it doesn't work with the millennials. It doesn't work with his generation. Okay. Yeah. And everybody, I'm sick and tired. It's complete bullshit. Hence the No Bullshit podcast. Yeah. It's complete bullshit when people say millennials are lazy, millennials are this, millennials are that. Okay, let me just be clear about something. How old are the people that you have working for you? And I don't have a clue. Uh, 32 and 40. Okay, so 32, that's a millennial. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing with millennials. There's a lot of positive things that they have to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the biggest things they have to bring to the table, and yes, there are some challenges. Well, fuck, there's challenges with every generation. Okay. Yeah. We can touch on those as well. But on the millennial side, guess what? They want a balanced life. Yeah. And, and by the way, everybody listening in, I uh, hate to tell you, this whole idea of like, well, I fucking had to do it this way and I had to do it this way. And yes, I know, Michael, I do that too sometimes, right? Walk uphill both ways. And, yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean it was right then. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Made 10 cents a week and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Um, <laughs> and he left out the waist deep snow. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Which is all true, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Grew up on a farm and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, water, freezing, shit, horses and all that. Anyways, whatever. So here's the thing. Is because you didn't get a balanced life, don't put that crap on them. Like, oh, man, I, what, what do you mean you're working 60 hours, man? Back in the day, I worked 80 hours. Okay, wait a second. You should be able to make your business profitable such that it pays for your freedom and not just your freedom, your team's freedom. Nobody wants to be working fucking five, six, 12 hour days and be away from their kid. What? What quality of work is that guy giving you on the 11th or 12th hour of the day? That's a great freaking question. How much focus has he got there? Yeah. When he's thinking about the phone call he's gonna get from what? his wife in 15 minutes. Yeah. Go, where the hell are you? You're, you're missing dinner again. Yeah. How about the safety factor? The safety factor. How about That's safety? how people get hurt. Yeah, in the trades. In the trades. Yeah, most yeah. times people get hurt. You know how, guys? Yeah. They go, oh, it's a stupid mistake. Yeah. How tired was the guy? Yeah. He was exhausted. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, you couldn't fucking, you couldn't think. You fell asleep on the fucking whatever. Like, seriously, right? Mm -hmm. We are having to constantly think as tradespeople, right? Yeah. So, like, millennials have strength because they want to balance life. What else? Technology. Now, yeah. are you using technology now, Randy? I'm using a lot of technology now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mikey, you, when you go, I go, Mikey, you working this week? What do you do? Check my schedule on my phone. Isn't that yeah. funny? Son of a bitch. Yeah. Right? Hey, is that convenient for you? Super convenient. 
Okay, why? Why is that something that you like versus like, okay, I got to phone in, I got to drive in, I got to... Because it's easier. I wouldn't say it's because I'm lazy because I'll, I will walk there, but it's just easier. It's more convenient and it makes me, again, want to work there more. Totally. I think a lot of owners, when they deal with millennials, they think that their suggestions are lazy. Meanwhile, in most cases, they're, they're for... efficient. Yes! Yeah. What do you mean you can't come to the office? Okay, let yeah. me ask you something, guys. Any of you guys listening in on this, okay? If this COVID thing hasn't changed your business, you got a serious, you got a, yeah, you, we got a fucking serious problem, okay? Yeah. This whole idea that all the guys have to come to the shop, okay? When I ran my contracting company, I don't know how I came up with some of this. I'll be honest with you. You guys know this. Okay? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I play the harmonica by ear. I, I don't know, yeah. you know? Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, when, when we're looking at, when we're looking at our team, and we're looking at our team supporting us. We have to give, set them up for success, okay? And technology is one of the primary ways to set them up for success. So if that means that technology can allow them to leave home and go to a job site, okay? Yeah. Versus you or, just being a dictator that go, I'm, I demand everybody come to the freaking shop and that makes you feel like you're in control yeah. versus what the most efficient way would be, which is like, yeah. But, right? Tell, tell me about that. If I can send them straight to the job site, it means I don't have to go outside at 8 o'clock in the morning to go to the shop to meet with them. See? Or 7.30, right? Saying. They can look on Service Fusion at, at 10 o'clock at night before they go to bed, and they know whether they got to wear coveralls and long johns the next day, or are they inside all day long so they don't need to. Dude, uh, where, were, where were things at before you had technology? Like before you started with Crawford Contract? I carried three changes of clothes around in the van with me all the time. Because you didn't know what you were dealing with, right? Wow. So, am I going to be outside today? It's I better true. have long johns and, and cubbies and stuff with me, right? You know, what, am I going to get soaking wet? Do I need a dry shirt? Like, what? What's the premise for the day? Now they can look on the phone and go, "Okay, I'm indoors all day tomorrow. I can dress for it." They know where they got to go. They know where they got to go. And they know many, what they're doing. How many doing. questions does it eliminate? All of them. Right? How many? How many? People the the only you? question is, do we have to come to the shop to pick up any material before we go do totally. this? And by the way, when you go to scale your company, this in 2021, you're going to fucking crush it, okay? Yeah. You got the right systems, you got the right procedures, you got the right team, you got the right culture, right? Uh, you're able to build upon that, you know, which allows you to scale the business because what's starting to happen is that a lot of these questions are being addressed by your t team on their own. Yeah. And that's part of scalability, is yeah. that it doesn't have to come back to Randy. And I don't have to teach it to the next guy because they're going to. How many, uh, uh, how many people work at uh, your uh, grocery, grocery How uh, Approximately. Like in what, my, like... No, just the whole, the whole like at that location. Probably like 200, maybe. Yeah, 200. Matt, could you imagine if everybody had to walk in and take a look at a board? To see, yeah. yeah no. Imagine if out of those 200, how many of them, you know, I, I don't, I know you don't know this answer, but I mean, you get, for, you get a lot of these, you get people that call in sick. Yeah. Right. Well, then there's rescheduling, right? Yeah. Uh, well, imagine, could you imagine 200 people on a, on a white, like moving things on a piece of paper? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Right? Like three people call in, it'd take like five hours to fucking figure it out. Because, oh shit, Sanders over here. Okay, this person work. Oh, go. Oh, we can't have this person work any more hours. They're already past the 44. Yeah. Per the union. And, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So it, apl it applies to you, true? Yeah, for sure. Does it apply to your school? How? Do you use technology now for school? Yeah, I mean, I can work from home. I don't need to go in and get paper because somebody can send it to me, send the assignment over, 
my computer and I can do it like I can do it like six hours away from school. I could do it in a, if I'm in a different country. Yep. Like service reason, like that's just an example, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of them out there. Well, and there's some free ones to start out with. Remember, yep. we talked about Trello. I which use, is for, use I still use Trello for different things. What but do you it, use it for? I'm using it for uh, for tool inventory, pictures and serial numbers on tools, van inventory. How much does it cost? But nothing. It's free. Right. Well, that's interesting. And the only reason I started shop and service fusion was because I was getting to the point where Trello was going to start costing me money if yes, I used right, it for any more. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, let's let's get something that's going to do a handful of these things all in one as totally. opposed to okay. just one totally. at a time. But there's tons of, like, guys, listen in, T-R-E-L-L-O, that's free. Yeah. Right? You're like, okay, I want to get started. And look, here's the reality. I told you this, Randy, when you started. I tell everybody. It's like, if you can't, if you're not willing to put a few things like goddamn tools... Yeah. Sign in, sign out through Trello. Yeah. Don't worry about Service Fusion. <laughs> because no. if you are not willing to put in some, like, it didn't take you that much time, did it? They put no. In, and, and, and it was the first thing I did with PFC. Yes. Was right. I sat down and started working. And it was before, it was during Christmas break last year. Yes. And Beauty. I was fighting with it. And I put a message out on the Facebook page and went, ah, has anybody got any experience with this stuff? I'm fighting. How do I do this? I want to I want to be able to do this. And I can't even remember. It's bad that I can't remember who got back to me. I can, oh, I can find it on my phone. I can tell you. I remember that. Yeah. You want to know how bad it is? It's bad. So your mom says I have bad memory, right? Okay. Let's who see, was it? Well, you see how this bad works. memory. Well, I do sometimes. Was it Joe? So watch what happened. I responded to that and I said, Joe and Debbie already have the board. And yeah. Joe and Debbie responded and then they shared their board with, with me. you. Yeah. And this is what we're doing. And that was just a big light, right? Okay, now I see how somebody else is using it. I see what it can do. And, and within four hours sitting in front of the TV on a Tuesday evening, I had my Trello board built. And how often do you use it? Uh, every day. <laughs> And now we've we've got Service Fusion to replace it, and we've just moved it somewhere else. And now I've got the family using it. We've got a family Trello board where it's like, if you need anything for groceries, put it on the Trello board. So when I'm in the grocery store, I can go, okay, we're out of milk. Dude, I love it. Right? I love it. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, what do you think would have been the impact of losing this person? Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't lose them. Right. Don't listen to this podcast, Fred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I want to bring something to, to head here. Is that... The importance of making your team successful is all about making you successful as an owner, okay? It's a direct correlation, Yeah. okay? So what people don't realize is that too many contractors listening on this podcast, and I was one of them, we respond like firefighters, okay? That's our natural intuition. Mm -hmm. And most owners of contracting companies, I guarantee it's you. We are fucking good troubleshooters. Mm -hmm. We're the Gretzkys of the troubleshooting. So when there's a fire, we put on the cap. We might mumble, might gr you know, grumble, huff and puff, and, right? Mm -hmm. You do it all the time. I do it all the time. You brag about how you're a troubleshooter. You're that's like, right. Oh, well, that's <laughs> what tradesmen like to do. That's right. We go to the bar and have beer all, after a while and it's brag true, about our stories for the week, true. right? It's true. But it, do we, okay. Because we have pride in what we do. Yeah. What happened last night? Uh, last night, when? Trailer. The trailer? Heat. Oh, two nights ago. Oh, not oh, Two nights ago. Oh, yeah. Um, we picked up the UTV. Yep. From the Honda place. Yeah. And we were getting it fixed because there was a recall. Yep. And so we brought it out onto the 
yard to yeah. put it onto the trailer that we had there and there was a lock on it. Yeah. Don't talk about the lock. No, no, I'm just talking about the, the, the approach of troubleshooting. Oh, okay. So, um... What, what, were we flipping out or were we just like... No, just no, getting... no, Staying calm and like taking a second to think about what we should do and not just like grabbing things and seeing if it fits. Like, that's not what we were doing, but we were like trying to think... Hmm, what could we use? What do we have? What are our tools? Right. To, yeah. Did we solve the problem? Yes. Yeah. We did, did we work together? Oh, no. Yes, we did, for sure. Okay. So, like, in business, how does that apply? Most, most okay. times in business, do we take that calm approach? I always have, because I learned a long time okay, ago that I don't, I don't get anywhere by freaking out, right? Okay. I st- Ten minutes from now, I still have the same problem, and now i got to still address it, right? So okay. I've always had a cooler demeanor. I don't lose my cool when let me, things get Let me stressful. position it a little bit differently. Yeah. When we approach a problem, and it doesn't go away, pretty stubborn, I'd say. Yeah. How many years? Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. 10 for me, okay? Um, what do I mean by that? Like, so then we go back to it with the same thing. And we go back to, like, tell me about that. Well, it, you're, not, you're not fixing the problem if right. you're still going back all the time. So right? why don't we go and try and find another solution? Yeah. When if it, was, if, it was in the, if it was in our realm of being the tradie, yeah. we would, yeah. wouldn't we? Like, yeah. if you went to a... Uh, you went to a uh, some sort of, you know, whatever, uh, hot water tank, whatever, and there's a solenoid or something, or the sun, it's not, it's not working. You would take every fucking angle until you, is, am I right? Or yeah. Not? Because you're sick of going back. Right. But, but if it didn't, if that didn't solve it, then what, we'd just go, okay, let's try that again. No. no. Right. No. Off to the next. Right. And what if you can't solve it? Would you still, would you, would you reach out? I know I'm sort of, seems like I'm putting words, but let's just deal with reality. If I, if you think... Like, I'm talking bullshit. Would you call the manufacturer? Would you like... I'd be calling the wholesaler first yes. and saying, have you heard of anybody else dealing with this? And if not, then what's the manufacturer's phone number? I want to talk to the manufacturer's so, rep. So you're bringing in what's other people yeah. that might have the answer. Yeah. True? Yeah. Why don't you think we do that with business? I'm not making the profits. I don't yeah. know where my money's going. And yet we go and approach it the same goddamn way. What do we do? Because we're raised to just think that if we put our head down and work harder, it'll work out the way we want it to. Hmm. Right? Yeah, but it's, I, 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 it's, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I brought this up, and I don't yeah. really know the answer to this one. This is one of those rare I podcasts mean, where I don't really why know. didn't I fix the problem 10 years ago as opposed to waiting that I was in business for 15 years? I don't know. I yeah, don't know why but, I didn't. And, and, and what's really stumbling in my mind, I'm going to have to think about this one um, before we wrap it up, is, is, is just I know as a tradesperson, Mikey saw it, right? Like, I'm like, okay, this isn't working. I can't get the strap. It's frozen, right? Okay, Mikey, what are we going to do? Oh, but we just bought a heater for, yeah. the, for the stand. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll take the heater out of the box, like, and we'll heat up the cables, and we'll lose, and then, da, 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 okay, oh, take that angle, take this angle, take that, until we what? Until we got it. Yeah. It took longer than we thought. Mm-hmm. It was late, didn't expect cold. it. It was cold. Did we, did, he didn't complain? No. Right? The only thing I complained about was, that, well, how bad the service was from the company that was supposed to give us service. Yeah. Right? When they told me the lock was off the fucking yeah. trailer, and they're all shutting down, and the lock's still on the trailer. Yeah. And then they tell me it's my lock. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what? Like, guys, you need to learn to listen to the client. Oh, yeah. Dad, what about that time in the store when the guy came in saying that, oh, yeah, that they were going to have the 39 book? Yeah. 
Well, tell me, do you want to explain it? Do you know? Uh, do you know it enough? I think so. So, you were trying to tell the guy about the lock. Yeah. And then he went to go get the lock. And while you were waiting for him to get the lock, this guy walked in and he looked like he was, like, he looked like a contractor because he He had, was a contractor, yeah. Yeah. And he was saying, like, that they're going to lose his business because... Yeah. $39. Over $39 because he bought a generator from them. Also was paying for the insurance, extended yep. warranty. Yep. Yep. Or, yeah, yeah, five days warranty. prior. And after six hours of use, yep. it broke down. Yep. He brought it back and they said that they had, uh, or that he had to pay for it. Yep. 40 or had to pay for the labor. Yeah. Okay. And he had also bought two cars and uh, dirt bikes from them. Two cars and, the, yeah, a dirt bike. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's your lesson from that? Um, well, I didn't finish it. So no. he was talking to this young sales guy yep and uh yes, right. he was like you lost my business and then he walked out of there right and then he was a new sales guy yeah, yeah and you were talking to him and that's how you knew that he was a new sales guy right and he said to you uh well that guy can't what was it he was like he can't handle handle his emotions or something yeah something like that yeah yeah or he, he was like yeah that guy really overreacted yes and um good memory you were like you said to him, like, are, are you kidding me? Like, Well, I asked you, you, what would you do in that situation if you were in a sales Also that position? he missed the lesson. Yes. Yeah. What was, yeah. There was a lesson in there. Mm -hmm. um, that he just lost thousands and thousands of dollars, or the company just lost thousands and thousands of dollars, over $39. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So who posted the Just Give Him the Pickle video? Was it Rick that, that mm -hmm. posted that on yeah. the Facebook page? Yeah. So just give the customer the pickle. If they want the extra pickle, give them the pickle. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Have you experienced that in business? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, is it going to cost me $100 to keep you happy and keep you from slagging me? I may not do business with you again, depending on whether I sure. think I'm right or wrong. Sure. But yeah, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the fix mm -hmm. out of sheer principle. How important is that with those new marketing strategies? We're not going to get into all that. All of it. Yeah. Uh -huh. well, why is that so important that when you do a job Because we're looking for repeat. Okay. There's Aaron. no point in plumbing a house for somebody if they never want to see your face again when you totally. leave, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, right. you got their money once, but you're never getting anything from them again. Totally. So the guy, so the you know, it's funny. The guy, the sales guy, new sales guy, he's only just started, right? And he, I'm like, I don't think you. And I said to him, right? Mm -hmm. I said, listen, do you want me to give you some pointers? He says, yeah, sure, sure. I, I'm open for anything. I said, okay. So what could you have done differently? He says, well, what did, he say? what, did you remember what happened? He was like, I could no, talk to my man, because yeah, I asked you and you, you said, I asked you and you said, I would go to my management, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and, and that's what he said. Tell him that we should change the policy. Yes, right? Yeah. And then what was my suggestion? Well, that might be a bad idea, but it could work out good. That's right. Because he's only been there for a week. That's correct. You're going already up and telling the manager yeah. what he should do. Could backfire. Could yeah. backfire. Yeah, could backfire. And the safer approach and more simple, I guess, is just to give, give him the $39. Like, take the money out of your pocket That's and give him the $39. I said, you would have gotten a, you would have gotten a raving fan client, mm -hmm. and you probably would have gotten patted on the back because they would have looked that up and seen how many purchases that guy bought, right, from, yep. from them, okay, yep. over the years. And not that, I mean, that, not that many guys says over the last two years, I bought two vehicles, two dirt bikes, and a generator. What?
Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I said to the sales guy, he goes, what would you have done? I would have taken the 39 bucks out of my pocket. I would have handed it to him with my business card. He's like, what? I go, yeah. Why? Well, because you would have been solving the problem. Yes. Who's he going to remember? Yeah. Me. Who's he buying his next car mm -hmm. from? And who's the sales manager going to go, good job when he looks at that? Yep. So it's about what? Thinking about like, so, like back to solving problems. Yeah. Right? So, you know what? Uh, anything else you want to add to that? No. No, I think it's good. Same thing applies to your team, right? Your team Always. comes to you with a problem. Yeah. Hey, man, it's not my problem. How many owners do that? <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a pattern. That's just unfathomable from an owner, though, right? It is your problem. They're your team. They're representing your company. It's definitely your problem. Mm -hmm. See, I think you come to the table with a natural solid core of beliefs mm -hmm. the what would the old school deal with it yep i don't care how long it takes you deal with it yep hey and sometimes on your own time yeah okay i hate to tell everybody that's not going to work today no right no true okay so you know building a team is is it starts with who randy you yeah it starts with the leader and you can't dictate you can't govern you have to lead. Was it my mom that said this to me? When I was having troubles with my team, she said this to me. Your grandma, super wise. She says, hey, Andrew, yeah, you get what you deserve. Yeah. I went, what? Yeah. You get what you deserve. I go, what do you mean I get what I deserve? Well, you, you know, you're yelling at your team. Well, then they yell back. Yeah. You throw things around the shop and, well. That's the way they treat your that's stuff. That's how they're going to treat my stuff. Everything's broken because you treat it like shit. I'm like, what? It's true. Back in the day, your grandma gave lots of wise advice, right? Yeah. So because we are representing our culture, not just for the business, but for us as people, right? Yeah. I mean, Randy, you bring these things back to your home, right? Yeah. So that's it. Okay. So let's wrap this baby up. Okay. Mikey, any last words? Mm, I think we made some really good points. Yeah. Okay. And, and man, uh, is that 84 Monte Carlo ever sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, listen, if you're listening in on this, here's one of, the, one of the biggest ones I want you to walk away with. To solve the problems, it sounds really simple. You have to realize that if the problems have been repeating themselves, it's okay for you not to be the one to come up with the answer. Randy, you, you nailed it. Yeah. Right? Reach out. Right? If you, couldn't, you can't solve something, then you reach out to the manufacturer or to the supplier, then you reach out to the manufacturer. Like, it's okay to get help from other people, man. And that includes your team helping you as well, right? Yeah. So, listen, guys. And you're, if you're with PFC, get on the Facebook group because there's somebody there that's dealing with the same thing or, that's a or, huge, yeah. or has just finished dealing with it. And there's just a, a stupid amount of knowledge on that Facebook page. And the guys respond almost instantaneously. And it's not just about the business. It's no. about some personal things. No, hey, I'm all, dealing with this personal issue. I'm yeah. dealing with this, right? And guess what? There's how many people are like, yes, I just dealt with that. We're all in the same boat. Yes, right? Yeah. And it's tough, right? Yeah. But it's even tougher to try and do it alone. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like you're guaranteed to just cons consistently deal with you know, this, the issues. Yeah. Okay, guys. You know. You know, if you haven't already subscribed, uh, if you haven't already liked, uh, you know, the, our podcast, please go ahead and do that. I'm supposed to say that all the time. I always forget. Um, follow the script. What's that? Follow like, the I, script. I've got to follow the script. That's it. Follow the script. 
And look, if you want to get some help, you want to get some extra insights, just like Randy did, you know, just like Mikey, you know, you, you get help as well, get insights, you know, to, to, like we're not doing it alone is the hard way. Guys, raise your hand, ask for help. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if we can help you. Just like we, you know, that's just yeah. like we say, you got to have the right mindset. You got to have the right, you know, willingness to fucking change because guaranteed you're going to have to do things differently if you want to solve that problem. Yeah. And it might be something that's uncomfortable. It might be something that's easy, but you got to do things differently, right? Chances are it's going to be uncomfortable. Yep. Yep. Because if it was easy, you would have done it already. Yeah, it's funny, eh? It's true. Yeah. It's, it's so true, right? Yeah. But that's what makes you grow, isn't it? Well, that's the only way you do grow. I totally agree with you, dude. Yeah. Okay, guys. It's another podcast from Prof for Contractors. Thanks for uh, attending. And Mikey, my man. Dude. First one down. First one yeah. down. You killed it, man. You made your dad proud. I love it. Okay? I love you, dude. All right. Catch you later. Thanks again for watching the Profit for Contractors No Bullshit Podcast. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe. If you're new here, we release these podcasts every Tuesday and Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll see you next time.